0: Jake, this is Rob Blagojevich, and this is. we are missing the point. It sounds like a very interesting podcast, and probably has a lot of stuff that you can talk about. The former governor of Illinois would say that's a high honor, and uh, well done.
1: And welcome back to. You're missing the point. This is uh, 83 days removed from the last episode. Sorry about the wait, um, but you know I've had a lot going on, and the world has changed since then. There's still, there's still, you know, I'm still working from home, so that hasn't changed. Still working on projects here and there, but. I have not had a whole lot of time to work on this, um, but I'm back. You're Missing the Point is back. Uh, Thomas is not with me today. It's just uh, just me. Um, but I've got an interview coming up for you uh, with uh, Harris Fosleach PhD student, uh, teacher, also at a university. Um, we went to college together, good friend of mine uh, from St. Louis, Missouri. Great place. Uh, but we recorded the interview two months ago. It's about... Um, the education system and whether or not it's going to be worth it to the tuition. If, uh, if it gets if mostly online or like if, it, if the, if the entire dynamic of the university like radically changes because of, uh, you know, the shutdowns and the virus and everything. Um, so what, you know, what we'll see what he, what he thinks about it. I think he has a really good perspective since uh, he's on the inside, you uh, know, in, in a way, you know, he, uh, never leaves the university, right? He's a, he's a professional academic, you know, he's a, he's really into British literature, but the guy says Savant, so like for sure, listen to what he says. He he knows what's going on. Two months have gone by, right? Last episode was in May. Uh you can check that out. You're missing the point dot com. Uh two point two innings with Kurt Myers. Also a lot of other good episodes on there. Uh so check those out. Uh you know, so sent so lately though, in terms of like the world, uh the economy has mostly come and come back. Um due to uh, I think a lot of the stimulus packages like totally worked so, like that was interesting to see um whether or not you agree with you know the government and invention and and all that like the the debt is pretty bad but um you know economy's coming back uh there's a i think you can especially when you look at the stock market right i know that this is especially in times like this uh the stock market is not totally reflective of what's going on on main street um and I think the government should uh, should pay a little more attention to that with these with the next couple rounds of packages. Because uh, Wall Street is mostly back, yeah. Well, I think it's because you know the, it's a different type of Wall Street. The tech companies are really big these days. Uh, the oil companies are, are less big. You know, it's a, it's a, it is a different a uh, different look. But uh, well, I think Wall Street is mostly okay, uh, but Main Street is not. And I think the best way to help those guys is more direct payments to americans i think the 1200 hundred dollar check last time was awesome uh like personally of course everybody likes like some cash in their pocket but i think that was a cool idea to like directly get the money where like consumers are using it instead of having a a bunch of guys picking and choosing what is best and uh you know sending a billion dollars to their local bank you know their banker friend you know that we instead of instead of doing that we could send our 1200 dollars at the at the local hardware store or something like that, keep them going and able to pay their employees. I think that's good. So we need more rounds of those types of things. Um, and I think that's coming. I think that, that's, I think the direct payments are still in vogue. wonder how long that's going to last, right? Maybe we're, maybe Andrew Yang, I always did say Andrew Yang was ahead of his time. And, and he is, you know, Yang was cool. He was a cool Democrat. He, uh, a tech, you know, a tech oriented guy. Uh, you which is you know get a little libertarian in you whenever you're involved in tech, um, like Peter Thiel, you know. But anyway, this is not a this is not a tech podcast, uh, especially this episode. This is about the education system, um, and so it's it's a two month old interview, so uh, things might have changed uh, like you know in the planning and what's going on based off of the cases and the deaths. Um, but I think there was a lot of good stuff in there, and Harris, uh, it's very up on the uh, the issues of academia. So I hope you enjoy it. Coming up next, Harris Foslich. You're missing the point. Harris, thank you for coming on my show. Yep. I know you're a really tough get. You're very popular.
0: I'm in high demand in the podcast world.
1: Yeah, because of your so-called expertise of the university system. That's right. So right. Harris,
0: he's a man of
1: academia forever, a serial academic for sure. Um, he plays plays music, uh, watches birds. Yeah. Yeah. All sorts of good stuff. Today, I want to focus on his university insider status um, because there's a virus going on yeah. and nobody can pay their rent or their tuition or what. Um, so why don't you tell the listeners about what what makes you an insider in the, in
0: academia? Well, the, I think the biggest uh, insider credential I have is that I'm inside of academia. Uh, I would argue that my I, time I, I, spent on campuses really gives me the uh, the inside edge. Ah, so, so you've
1: been you've been inside of university.
0: I am I am constantly in the annals of the university system. Uh, I rarely leave the inside. I'm not much of an outsider. Here, uh, no, I I instruct the uh, coming generations of college students. I teach uh, I teach English literature to them, and while that in itself does not have uh, uh, too many benefits beyond sort of just gracing the coming generations with knowledge, I do get uh, pretty prime access to the kind of goings on. Uh, of university administration. Because as a graduate student, as well as an instructor, you have to really toe the line between uh, being a student, faculty, and employee. So we have these kind of three rings of, of existence that we all are constantly on, right? Because, so I'm writing a dissertation at the same time that I'm instructing undergrads, uh, doling out grades, determining these whether or not these people get into medical school, right? Because the university that I teach at a lot of the people um, pretty much want to be doctors, you know, or they want to be physical therapists or something. And so I don't
1: know. now you, well, you teach a literature class. Is that right? A pretty hot, pretty hard one, hard literature? Oh, I,
0: I make it as difficult as humanly possible. Yeah, that's right. I
1: would hope so. Um, I've never been a big reader myself. I remember the days back whenever we were uh, living together uh, and you would be busting out writings um, over the course <laughs> of a week without any sleep. And I hung out with you, and then I tried to read it once, and <laughs> I, I'm still trying to get through it. I, I've been five <laughs> years. I I don't know what that said. <laughs> I don't know
0: what you I mean, wrote on it, that? It it definitely hasn't gotten any easier for people to read my writing. Uh, in the last five years, so it you know you're in a good well, spot if you got the stuff from five years ago.
1: Oh, I uh, yeah. Well, you know. So
0: what what are you write your dissertation on? Tell me about that. Oh, it's uh, it's all about a uh, um. I hate it. You know, I will tell you right now, I hate being asked this question because it's, it's people telling you to condense uh, a 250 page book into two sentences. And usually about halfway through the first sentence, they all zone out. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like when you at when you're at a bar and you ask someone that you're just getting to know, you know, where are you from? And they say where they're from. Everything after that does not matter
1: you know what I mean Yeah uh, the, what do you say after that you know you always have to you have to have to give them some kind of tidbit of your life that's right. related yeah. that you've made that you you have like bent into it yeah. being related to to what they're talking about oh it's like oh yeah I'm from Cleveland oh nice oh, I I want to went to a Cavaliers
0: game Right, <laughs> right. yeah I'm yeah. from Asheville North Carolina we have we're one of the Carolinas Oh my it's god It's the same thing right. my dissertation's about British literature romantic British literature but beyond that, you know, most people will tune out after literature. Like it won't matter what the what the specialty is, because who's gonna read, you know, who's gonna read a dissertation? Right? That's like the big question. So Who how, am I doing this work is for? Is your
1: dissertation you know? gonna be as good as the Canterbury Tales?
0: Arguably better. I mean, it depends. I'm I'm really working on my diction here.
1: Hmm. You're a real dictionary. A big, every,
0: every time I talk to you, you you bring up the Canterbury Tales. That's like your that's your literary bedrock. I, I have, going, I, going.
1: I've read three books in my life The Canterbury Tales, The Grapes of Wrath, and Brave New World. Honestly, you know, that's, that's all better you need. than a lot of my it's... a lot of my
0: incoming freshmen. What do you think the biggest problem
1: with colleges are these days? Uh is it the price? Is it the indoctrination? Like what's up?
0: Uh you know, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, price wise, I would argue that it, the, the real issue, at least now, in terms of this this big pandemic, is whether or not uh, people are, are going to be willing. And we haven't seen this played out yet because we've only had half a semester. I'm thinking about this in terms of academic years. We've only had half a semester. Our academic
1: years like dog years.
0: It's the exact same. Yeah, yeah. That's how I I live my life still based on the semester because I get paid. Uh, in in increments that most people wouldn't be happy with. I know?
1: hate that. i i I feel bad for you. I'm I'm already unhappy with the I'm imagining yeah. living. It's a the, it's the life, with. you know. That's why
0: I, I have to you know still deliver newspapers door to door every Sunday. So uh,
1: delivering the St. Louis Post
0: Dispatch. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's all that's all we got. You know, it's the, it's the prime local news. Yeah. But <laughs> but our issue right now is is whether or not people students pay, I guess I should really be saying students' parents uh, would be willing to pay full tuition prices if the classes were to go online, right? So for the for the entire second half of the semester, last uh, that this past semester that just happened here, I taught from where I'm sitting right now. And, you know, a lot of students ended up, I don't know if this is kind of, I don't really know if you want to chart the causation behind this, but a lot of students ended up doing better in my class the second half of the semester online than they did the first half because I think a big thing was they didn't have the distractions of campus. You know, they didn't have all the other things going on. I yeah, that actually
1: I have a huge problem with like universities like for that reason, for the bubble that it creates. And like you have like it's like you're yeah. living like a fake life when you're when you're like on campus all the time as a student. Definitely. Like uh I'm that was like my biggest gripe in college was when people would they acted like they were on top of the world but like they were on they were like hardly on top of the smallest world on earth on, in the universe uh on earth <laughs> well uh, but the
0: problem with that is that that's what you're paying for
1: the, yes. the thing that you're
0: paying for is the experience for to that, be in that bubble
1: being able to go in and out of a rec center whenever you want you know sometimes
0: yeah. it's how it's you gotta you have to read
1: a book next to an olympic-sized swimming pool <laughs>
0: No, that's that's the reality of this thing. I mean, if you think about a, a median cost uh, private school, you will be paying right around forty grand a year for that private school, and that's not including housing. So the university that I teach at, the the housing is very expensive because it's on an ur- it's on an urban campus, and it's not a commuter school. So people are all living right by campus. There's no kind of it's not like so. We went to the University of Missouri. You and I did, Jake, and we lived i would say a healthy 6 minutes from campus or something right would you argue yeah yeah well I, the other thing is that there's i i just i don't want to give away the the punchline here but there's no way the tuition is being lowered for anything and i think they right. you know that
1: right of course they haven't lowered yeah. tuition in decades
0: yeah no it's there's no going, if anything tuition's going to go up to to cover i i will tell you something uh when I, when this whole pandemic started about three weeks afterwards, so I'm a current, uh, I'm a graduate student, right? I'm getting my PhD and I also teach. So I'm paid to teach and I also pay f- to go there. I mean, I don't pay to go there. They, that's part of my, my, my salary, you could say. About three weeks after this pandemic started, every single student, alumni and graduate student got an email requesting uh, donations. For the university, to,
1: yeah, That's the expenses sounds about right.
0: Yeah. Wow. So the pockets are 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 going thin, as we say. There is there's less to fill them. So the the big really the the thing is, we can talk as much as we want about what would be ideal and what would be great for people to to come in and to get these degrees, et cetera. Uh, but the fact is, the the money side of things isn't isn't going to change. It's still going to cost forty five grand to attend, and that's that's the reality of it.
1: Oh well, you heard it here first. Um, that's I don't like too bad to hear that. Um, but you know what else? This is, some other stuff's going on. Uh, what what do you think about the uh, the protests and the uh, and the riots?
0: Uh, we haven't had we well as a city that's quite familiar with riots. Uh, we have not had riots. We had a protest yesterday last night. Um, that was that was mostly peaceful it was kind of a it was more of a march than anything but it's interesting comparing so my my thing was comparing what's going on in Minnesota now to what was going on here in 2016 because i remember i came uh i think i came back for thanksgiving from new orleans for uh it was in 2016 when the when the michael brown verdict was was determined and that was i mean i think that was pretty much the the most violent st louis had seen in in a long time but i think that the, the Minnesota the the minnesota riots are at a new level i mean it's never i don't think it's been that bad since like Rodney king i i'm i'm surprised that more that it hasn't been more of a backlash here honestly uh and i don't i think that part of it is actually the pandemic because in a lot of places it's the the general guidelines for the pandemic have been shirked um Kind of like you know, like the health and safety concerns have been shirked for the sake of this, uh, w- you know, what people would consider a greater, uh, greater purpose. But here, it's been. Uh, I think people are still abiding by our, our determined health codes because, at least in the city, because here. So I don't, know, Jake, you might be familiar. Uh, our governor' seems Mike 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 Parsons. Here,
1: there's actually uh, only one of them.
0: That's right. Yeah,
1: Mike Parsons. Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, he He's determined a certain statewide, certain statewide rules, and those have been followed very differently, enacted very differently between St. Louis City and St. Louis County. Like our county and our city are two completely different uh, sort of entities, not just politically, but just in general. They really don't. Uh, they're served by two different water departments you know two different sewage departments
1: yes that's actually one of the most interesting city setups in the country uh say the st louis yeah. what do they call it the great yeah, divorce the 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 saint the great divorce happened in 1880 something
0: when I think, 18, I think it was 1882 i really uh, hope that your that, listeners that, don't check
1: that's what i was about to say was 82 but i didn't want to yeah. i don't go i'm not a member of the academic world so i don't go out on
0: unnecessary limbs and Are you saying that all of us go and do unnecessary I'm research? It's not all of our research I'm just, I'm just
1: saying that you guys get uh, an undeserved level of credibility sometimes.
0: I I feel like it's deserved. We put our work in. We,
1: we do. our I've research. never seen you do anything. You can just write whatever you want down <laughs> and then just say this has been reviewed by my friends.
0: Well, you know that's because that's because when you're there, you're kind of catching the tail end of everything. You don't. You I mean you don't think that we just sit there? And drink coffee and energy drinks and write down whatever we want, right? You know, like we, we're obviously putting in the man hours of of, of coffee free uh, thinking going on in here.
1: Hey, you know your, whatever your creative process is. Go ahead and take your take your time. I, I I've been I know exactly what you mean. So me and Thomas started a band. This is uh, an announcement, an official podcast announcement. Me and Thomas have a real band now. It's called Asset Forfeiture. And uh, it's the, uh, the word asset has uh, dollar signs for the S's. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's where, we, uh, where we're recording our, our music. And uh, it's, it's about to be on Spotify, so you can check that out. Asset Forfeiture, dollar signs for the S's. It will also be on Apple Music. You can catch us at AssetForfeitureBand.com.
0: <laughs> can, I, can I give you an album name for your first album? Yes. Eminent Domain.
1: Well, so eminent domain. We were thinking about making the name of the band, but that was already taken.
0: Oh, damn! Yeah, a- uh, I've got
1: oh, I've got some really good um, album art. I re- well, so we have a single. We've released a single on Spotify. Um, it's not a, it's on, it's in the distribution network currently. It's not on there yet, but it's on the way. Um, it's called Summertime Vibes. Mm. It's pretty good, I tell you. So make sure you all check that out. Um, but anyway, so the thing, what I was saying is that, so me and Thomas working together is a lot like working with the Beatles. He's impossible to work with. Um, and I'm, oh, I'm, I'm like, I'm like McCartney, you know, I got the McCartney vibe. And he's like Lennon. If Lennon didn't have any musical talent, I hope I, he, I, 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 I know that he won't hear this because he never listens to the recorded episode. I'm always filling him in on like, what happened? He's like, I said, what? Like, yeah, see, that's the thing. That's why that's why you're a recurring guest and not a co-host. <laughs> um yeah, so it's impossible to work with him and I, I I've it's it's a, quite the time I kicked him out recently of the band. Um so he started showing up too intoxicated to the studio. It was like it was like Black Sabbath.
0: You know, I I use the only musical metaphors I use are uh, Roger Waters and David Gilmour. I don't. I don't like. I don't even respect the Beatles metaphors.
1: Oh, it, it! I actually should have been doing that, but I'm not as good as those guys. I'm more of a McCartney. I'm more of a fun guy.
0: Now hold on. Now hold on. Just for the listeners here, I would like to confirm that you are saying that Roger Waters and David Gilmour are better than Paul McCartney and John Lennon. Yes. <laughs> oh man. That yes. That's I mean, it. I, I think that's great because obviously. uh Jake, both you and I are massive Pink Floyd fans. We've been to to Roger Waters concert together.
1: Um, I've been to three uh, Pink Floyd cover band shows. Also,
0: you have yeah El Monster, right?
1: I've never been to El Montero. I saw this the Interstellar
0: Overdrive. Oh, I see. Now, I actually went to uh, to the theatrical release of Roger Waters concert in a movie theater which was the concert that we both went to together, but it was in a movie theater. Was it sick? I mean, yeah, you're supposed to be <laughs> impressed. Everyone's supposed to be impressed by this dedication. I have. Yeah. Uh, The only, the biggest difference was that it did not just reek uh, uh, of, of, of cannabis in there. Like it tends to do at Roger Waters concerts.
1: They weren't, the people weren't smoking joints in the movie theater.
0: No, you know, so for some reason, Marcus theaters does not approve of uh, just the the smokiness in their in their theater rooms. Wow,
1: just a sober Pink Floyd show. I'm sure it was amazing. Still,
0: well, I wasn't I wasn't sober for it, oh. but I it, it was a sobering show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it will sober you. It will. You know, we are yeah. all dying by the second, and you don't know it until you hear Roger tell you. Then you know. yeah, Roger really
0: tell you know. Speaking speaking of sobering, uh, Jake, I will I will tell you what's really been sobering is the fact that uh i have to take a online certification class to become a certified online teacher for the university that i teach at now i'm interested you as a uh as a product of the university system i'd like to know did you ever take any online classes uh yes what'd you think of
1: them uh you know it was okay uh, i i uh Since it was like mathematical based, like there was a reason for me to pay attention to the to the powerpoints and everything that was going on. Uh, It was all self paced. I took them all like in like at the same time. It was uh, it's they kind of spaced it out so you didn't just like take all the tests in a week. But like I took the tests like at the last minute every time. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. I actually use a lot of phrases that the guy used in the in the thing all the time. There's no magic in finance.
0: Would you argue that your that your quality of learning was the same, better, or worse on the online class than it would have been in person?
1: I think that it was better than if I was in a large auditorium class, uh, but it was not as good as like a twenty person class.
0: Ah, okay, that's that's interesting. So you're actually keying in on a pretty critical divide in terms of the current situation that the that the United States educational system is in. Uh, the big thing is that the entire university, besides the kind of hands-on classes, the labs, the nursing shadowing, etc., all of that would theoretically be online. And so you would have people who would, who would be benefiting from it because instead of having a 200-person auditorium full of students, you have one professor who's doing all of his lecturing, et cetera, online or you're all in Zoom or something, uh, and then you kind of work through the information your own way. But the other issue is that you have a 20-person class. So I teach a 20-person class. You have a 20-person class that is just all 20 of you and one professor, and you kind of have to deal with, will this be better or worse for me uh, than it would be in person? So based on your answers just there, obviously, most people would probably say that it's better in person. Right, so we've kind of been dealing with because we do a lot of student surveys and stuff. We've been dealing with what do we do to try to make people not think (laughs) to put this as simply as possible to try people try to make people not think that it would be better to have it in person, you know. And we have to figure out strategies as academics to make sure that people are kind of getting the same uh, level of education here. Mean, have me back on the show in about two years, and we'll and we'll see what I say
1: in two years i you're gonna have to pay me to get you on this show it's gonna be so popular
0: i'm like i said i'm i'm much wanted in the podcasting world
1: well you're gonna you're gonna be canceling your reservations two years from now to get on this one whenever you (laughs) you hear that i've got an opening harris thank you very much this has been a great episode um I hope you hopefully I'll have you on again another time. Uh, A lot of er very interesting topics uh, that I know you can talk about that we haven't covered. Um, Yeah, I'd love to uh, talk about duck
0: hunting if I get the chance. Yeah,
1: we can do we talk about duck hunting. How about firearms? I know you're a gun guy, big Uh, gun guy, yeah, car carrying member of the NRA. A little preview for the for the uh, for the listeners if we're going to talk about (laughs) guns next time Harris is on
0: NRA members in academia, see how many you can spot. (laughs) It's like a where's Waldo. that's right yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, thanks for coming on Harris I'll have you on another time appreciate it Jake well that was Harris Fosleach good interview good times with him uh, hopefully you learned something about what's going on uh, I learned that we talked about the uh, George Floyd protests uh, so I was I was just listening I forgot I forgot that about that whole section um, I was listening to it here while I was making up, making this episode um, Good stuff in there too a little dose of wokeness for your uh, for your daily drive if that's in there or whatever you listen to this uh, you know maybe you listen to it when you're on the, the public transportation if you don't have a car or if you're just, uh, you're in the house keep it going like NPR you know this could be like an NPR show NPR if you're listening sign me up I would be happy to uh, to let you to let you uh, use my show for uh, for money so uh, let me know about that so anyway you're missing the point is over. Check it out. You're from